Hi there, mama friend. Welcome back to the Beginner Mom Boss podcast. Girlfriend, you have been asking me for this, so I'm just going to do a series all about opening up your online store. So a lot of you have been coming to me and you're wondering, like you're not yet selling on Etsy or Amazon, but you want to get started. You just don't know how. You're very much stuck in the how. So I am going to do a full series on the recipe to tell you what it takes to to do it, but I don't want to call it like a step-by-step guide because I don't believe in step-by-step formulas. And the reason for that is, is because I believe in recipes. I think like if you look at a recipe and the way that I look at a, at a recipe is I look at it as a guideline. So like, let's say I am making a vegan lentil meatloaf and the recipe calls for parsley. I'm not going to put parsley in it because my husband hates parsley. So you can, you know, take out things and add things and add a little more salt or take out a little bit of salt, whatever it is that you want to do. And the recipe will still turn out. Okay. So Again, I'm not going to give you like a step-by-step formula because I don't think a formula exists. It's really about a recipe and trying things out and seeing what works. So I'm going to give you my recipe so that you can see if it's for you and hopefully help you. Now, if you already have an Etsy shop or an Amazon store, I'd still recommend that you listen to the series because you're still going to find valuable information in here. I'm coming to you from a very different perspective from things that you might have heard in the past. So I still think even if you have a a store already open, if you just open one, still listen to the series because I promise you that you're going to get a lot of valuable information from the series that I'm doing. Now, before I start, I just want to remind you guys that I do offer coaching. So if you want to grab an hour with me, head over to my website. I always have this information down in the show notes. My website's julianabarbati.com and you go forward slash coaching and we can book an hour with me and we can jam out a marketing session all about your store. We can talk about anything Etsy or Amazon. But now let's get started and let's talk about choosing your product because that is a really important part of the process. I mean, it's your number one question. How how do I even know what to sell on Amazon or Etsy? So I just want to give you some guidelines here before I, th- I tell you how to do it. First of all, I really believe you need to love the product you're putting out there. So it needs to be the highest quality. If you're creating it yourself, you need to put a lot of love and attention to that product. You can't just, you know, do something crappy and want to sell it. Like that's not going to fly. Okay. You need to love it. However, you, you're not going to get married to the product because if it fails and listen, it might fail. You don't know. I don't want you to tie up your ego to that product. You know, if it fails, so love that product and give it your all, give it your best but they'll get married to it. Now, now that we cover that, let's go. So finding a product to sell, it's really difficult. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to lie. It's, it can be very overwhelming, especially if you are an overthinker and you just get stuck in analysis paralysis. It can be hard. Now I, I recommend that you sell something that you are familiar with to begin with. So if you want to sell a dog product, but you don't even like dogs, then I don't think that's a product for you. And a lot of people would disagree with me. They're going to tell you that you need to sell what makes money. But if you have no idea what the product is supposed to do, and you, you just can't vibe with the people who are going to be buying your product, then it's it's not going to be prof- 
profitable long term because it's going to cost your mental health. It's just not going to flow. I honestly believe that, again, you need to put love into whatever it is that you're doing. So sell something that is in the realm of you know, something that you understand. So, you know, if you don't like babies, don't sell a baby product. So things like that, those are things for you to keep in mind. So I would start by looking at things that you enjoy. So if you're a mother and like, let's say for me, I'm a crunchy mama. So I use glass containers for everything and stainless steel and all those things. I really try my best to avoid plastic as much as possible. So let's say we're starting there. So that might be a good starting point because you might be feeling the pain point of trying to find something in this crunchy mama realm but that thing is really expensive and really hard to come by and if you find it it's it might not be the best quality out there or whatever so it might be just coming out of a need that you're trying to fulfill in your own life so that's a place for you to start i'm not suggesting that you go out and invent something although you absolutely can i think when you get to that point like that's next level that's hardcore this isn't it's gonna take time whenever you want to go down this path of inventing something and i don't even know the first thing about it but i would come up with things that you need on a day-to-day -day basis things that you have in your home that you feel can be tweaked just a little bit and that would solve a problem for a lot of you because like let's say in my case if I'm a crunchy mama I know I'm not alone in this journey I'm not the only crunchy mama I know there is tons of crunchy mamas out there so I know there is a market for that specific product that I'm thinking about so I would think about the things that light you up the things that you're passionate about and go from there so say if you are a dog lover then choosing a product that will serve the demographic the demographic of people who owns dogs and that's a good idea for you now another way that I like to look at it what are the things that I'm passionate about in a whole so I am vegan I am eco-friendly I like things that are non-toxic so all these things are things that I always because I'm so passionate about those things those are things that if I'm thinking about a product I'm gonna look into things that can, that can serve these uh, bigger things that I'm passionate about. So that's also a way that you can find products to sell. I, I guess for, for this part of the, the exercise is find things that are part of your morals and your values and like you can see yourself selling, you know? So if you like the zero waste movement, if you like whatever, whatever, like think about, about those bigger things that are part of your life and sometimes they can even be religion you know it's such a broad thing you know so think about your morals and your values and write them down because you may find ideas of things to sell within things that are you know your morals and your values now this is gonna once you have those those things mapped out you're gonna start to come up with ideas and once you have those ideas i would recommend that you spend some time in facebook groups that think like you do. So like, let's say if you are big into zero waste, into, into the zero waste movement. So I would join a couple of zero waste Facebook groups and just kind of lurk, like legit lurk in there and read some comments and see what people are saying, what people are buying. Did they buy something that they were disappointed about? You know, so just be a fly on the wall. Don't don't make your first question, hey guys, I wanna start a zero waste store, what should I sell on there? It's not gonna fly. You really need to 
spend some time taking a look, see what people are saying, taking a look at if they reviewed a product, for instance, and it fell short of expectations and things like that. So immerse yourself in, in that environment. And the same goes like if you're vegan, spend some time in, in, the, in the some vegan Facebook groups. And I'm using examples for my own life because that's what I know. But the point is whenever you find those things that you're passionate about, whether they are part of your morals and your values or just things that really light you up like motherhood or owning dogs or being a cat person, whatever it is, spend time in those groups and start looking at what people are saying and things that people are buying because that's also gonna help you to come up with ideas for things to sell. Another thing that you can do is once you have a better idea, like let's say if you are in the zero waste movement and you wanna sell reusable pads, like menstrual pads, let's go there because we are women and yes, periods are real things around here. So let, let's say you wanna do that. So what I would do next is I would go to either P uh, Pinterest Trends or Google Trends and I would type in the keyword so let's say reusable menstrual pads reusable pads and kind of seeing the trend how it's going you know that it was it up like five years ago and now it's down nobody's really searching for it well you know that will give an indication of where the market is or is it on the rise you know so paying attention to trends will tell you will kind of validate your idea about that product and again ladies the reason why i'm telling you that i'm giving you a recipe is because if i was telling you like we're gonna follow the step-by-step formula and then you get stuck here, you need to go back and restart this again and then tweak some things, you know? Like it's not gonna be something that you do in like a day in one sitting. This is gonna take a little bit of time for you to nail down on a product. Now, once you have a good idea, like let's say you are moving along with the menstrual pads, what I want you to do is I want you to go to Amazon, amazon.com or Etsy, etsy.com, and I want you to type in the broadest keyword for the product. So in this case, we're gonna do uh, menstrual, uh, reusable menstrual pads. And then I want you to see how many results are in the search. And then that'll give you a good idea of how competitive that product is. So what I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna open Amazon and we're gonna do this in real time. I wanna see how many results are in the uh, menstrual, what did I say, menstrual? pads, reusable menstrual pads, that's what I said. So let's go and search and see how that looks. So there are over a thousand results for reusable menstrual pads on Amazon. And then if you go over to Etsy, let's see how many are there. There are over 12,000 results on Etsy. So it seems like it's a lot more saturated on Etsy than it is on Amazon. However, we're still validating our idea. So here is where you need to think about what is gonna make your product different than what's already on the market. So let's say you chose to go with reusable menstrual pads because you have tried different ones and nothing has really solved your problems. There's something wrong with them. So like, let's say they're made of microfiber and if you are like a crunchy person and you understand a lot about the environment, you understand that microfiber is really not good. So even though you are reusing this product, microfiber at the end of the day is not a good product. So maybe you wanna make yours out of cotton or out of bamboo, which I know bamboo can be questionable, but let's say 
that's what's gonna set you apart and not only do you want to make it cotton let's say you want to make it organic cotton so let's just go ahead and put organic cotton reusable menstrual pad okay so now on Amazon we're down to 592 searches so you see how we narrow that down by quite a lot and now we're gonna go ahead on Etsy and do the same thing just to get get an idea of what's going on on Etsy and then voila on Etsy we have 1100 a little bit over 1100 results with ads okay so you see how we're narrowing down because obviously if you're just creating something that somebody else has and that's it you're just you're not making it better you're not tweaking it you're not doing anything different it's going to be really hard for you to crack into this market but if you're doing things to improve it and you're like taking it to the next level then you have a chance. So you also have to think about how can you improve a product, even if you're just tweaking little things, because if the market wants it, if this is something that, you know, like for instance, women are craving organic cotton reusable menstrual pads, then, then you have a chance, you know? So then at this point in the research, what you want to do is to go back to those Facebook groups and ask the questions of, you know, has anybody found an organic menstrual pad that they really like, that they, they can recommend? And then wait for the answers, wait for people to see. So once you have this idea, you can get in there and just get a, a vibe to understand if somebody else is selling it, if there's a need for it, if people are excited, like, oh my gosh, let me know if you find it. If just, if there is like a excitement from the crowd, then that's a good indication that it's going to be a product that's going to do well. Now, with all of this that I just told you guys, I want to say something that's going to be super controversial. And that is, I, gosh, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but here's the thing. I believe that any product, as long as it's a product that is a quality product, any product, product can be successful. And I tell you guys this because most people, most people I know, they buy bottled water. Now, what in the world is bottled water? Bottled water is a fraud. Bottled water is nothing more. Most of the times it is the same tap water that we get free out of, out of the tap and it just gets bottled. We have water, bottled water people buy because they think it's safer than tap water. However, there are a lot less regulations around uh, bottled water than there are within uh, tap water because municipalities need to go in and they need to make sure that the water is at a certain level. And this, I'm speaking to many people in the United States. I don't know what the water situation is in other parts of the world. And I understand that, for instance, in, in Michigan, we have a, a water problem over there, but just so we can understand, this isn't most of, most of the, the situation in the United States. However, the point I'm trying to make is we pay for something that's essentially free it's free you know we shouldn't be paying for water yet we do and the water comes in a plastic bottle and a plastic a bottle is made with synthetic chemicals that leach into the water and then now we're ingesting the water that we thought was supposed to be better for our health and instead it just has negative consequences in our health meanwhile the average american family so a family of four they spend about $3,600 a year buying bottled water when they can install a whole house water filtration system for about the same amount of money. So why is that? Why is that a thing? Well, 
It's because the way that water companies position themselves, they position in a way that makes you believe that you're doing the right thing by buying bottled water, that you should buy the bottled water because it's the natural choice to make, you know, and they make you feel crazy for drinking the tap water. Now, again, I'm a crunchy person. Like I have a whole house filtration system at home and I, I have actually a double filtration system. I have the whole house and then I have an under the sink for the kitchen sink where it takes out all the nasties, you know, the pharmaceutical runoffs and uh, pesticides and herbicides and fluoride and, and all that stuff. It takes it out of the water. And that one, that little filter costs $500. So even if the, the argument that somebody could say with the water is I don't have 30, you know, $3,600 out of pocket to pay for a whole house filtration system, they're still under the same filtration systems that cost, you know, hundred dollars to five hundred dollars and they'll still do a phenomenal job and it'd be saving money all of this for me to say that water is one of the most fraudulent things we buy and it is a very very successful business it is all ladies it is all how you position yourself it is about the organic strategy that you have to bring traffic to your store again what are the things that that set you apart you know like what is going to be your version of your Fiji water or your reverse osmosis water or your alkaline water, you know, like how are you going to spend your product? How are you going to position yourself so that you are successful? So it doesn't have to be this thing where you're finding a gold mine, you're finding this product that nobody else is selling and you got the golden ticket. It can be something that can even be a little bit more saturated, but it, it is how you position yourself, how you're going to get in front of these people and how you're going to make yourself successful. Obviously, it's not going to be as easy as if it were for you to find a niche that is not very competitive. However, I would argue that everything is, is saturated and everything is competitive these days. It's really hard for you to find the golden goose these days. So it, it all comes down to you positioning yourself in a way that is just going to blow competition out of water, or at least you're, you're going to be able to come in and make a mark. So do you guys understand why I cannot give you like a step-by-step -step system? And I get this question so often, like, what should I sell? Like, how do I find the winning product? And I know that some people out there will sell you the, the winning formula and you just follow their whatever, seven to 11 step formula and you're gonna find your winning product. But I'm here to tell you it's not so. It's really more of a recipe and trying things out and understanding that it's gonna take you, let's say a week, for you to find a good product you know sometimes you can go on youtube and you can find like a guru that finds a winning product within five minutes guys that's bs it does not exist okay and again i'm gonna call bs on the step-by-step -step formula because again i it's not so i ladies all of you here right now listening to this podcast you can follow instructions you can follow how to okay this takes you taking a moment to write down you know the things that light you up the things that you want to talk about the, the things that for you will help make a difference on the planet, whatever that may be. And then doing the research, it's not going to be something that you do five minutes, you know, it's going to take time. And, and if you are the overthinking type and you are, you know, you get, you easily get into analysis paralysis, it's going to take you a little bit longer. But again, don't get stuck here. If, if you know that that's who you are, that you overthink and you get stuck in analysis paralysis, give yourself a deadline and stick to it. You know, like two weeks max, boom, that's it. And then you move forward. And it's important, again, that you are in these groups because you want to 
validate your ideas and you want to see what people are saying and so on and so forth. Now, we're going to keep going with the series and I want to talk to you guys about what's next. So you chose your product and then what do you do after? Okay, so we're going to go on with the series and I'm going to give you guys my recipe to building that store. And again, even if you already have a store, an Amazon store or an Etsy shop, follow on this journey because I'm sure you're going to get some very, very valuable information. Anyway, Mama, thank you so much for listening in today. I so appreciate that you're here. I'm very, very grateful that you're taking the time to listen. And until next time, may you be wrapped in love, peace, and kindness. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.